Well, hello. It's Aiden Jones. You're listening to Sitting Under a Tree for Tuesday, the 26th of July, 2020, 2020, 2022. Hello. I just started doing my podcast. So I'm talking to myself, but also hello. And also hello to the podcast. All right. Well, that, that was weird timing. Um, how are you guys? <laughs> I'm in Cairns is where I'm at. Fucking, I need a bit of tea. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. Yes, yes, yes. Mate, I'm so stressed. I'm so fucking, I feel so stressed right now. I can feel a big knot of anxiety in my chest because I'm in Cairns to do the show tonight and then I'm flying out tomorrow. Now, I mean, first of all, just like leaving the country for the first time in three years, that's, you know, there's a bit of like, I'm, I'm, I'm excited, I'm anticipating it, but I'm also scared. <sighs> um, and then I'm thinking about like, you know, just the, the stress of international flights and you know what I'm realizing, like this is what you pay for when you pay for a more expensive flight, you don't pay for, I mean, it's also just like the fucking not shit changeovers and stuff. And, you know, like the in-flight entertainment or whatever, but more than that, it's the security of just knowing like my bags, you know, it's just carry on. It's just under 10 kilos. I know that. But like, is it going to be let through? Every airline's different, you know? Is it going to be like, are they going to go, oh, man, nah. Like, is it going to be one of those times where they just like like weighing every bag or are they not going to? Or are they going to check the dimensions of bags? Am I going to be seeing people getting pulled out? So there's that stress, right? And like I'm flying, oh, so here's the flight itinerary tomorrow. 7.10 from Cairns to Sydney at like 10 something. Then in Sydney at like 12.45. So the first one, that's that's... Uh, Jetstar, then it's a 12.45 from Sydney to Singapore, which lands at like seven in Singapore. And then there's like a two and a three quarters hour layover in Singapore. And that second one's Scoot. And then in Singapore, like two and three quarter hours. And then I got to get on an Emirates flight and then it's Emirates to Dubai and then Dubai with Emirates again to Barcelona. So the, it like, it gets easier and easier as we go on. So I'm, I'm worried about, uh, I'm worried about the flight from Cairns being delayed. It probably won't cause it's the first flight of the day. That's okay. But then when I get to Sydney, like people are fucking posting on Twitter today that Sydney airport, there's lines out the fucking door, you know, but then it was like it's in the domestic terminal. It's not in the international terminal. I mean, I've got two and three quarter hours between when I land and then when my next flight is. I've just got to go to the other terminal. I don't have any baggage to check in. So I've just got my carry-on. So I just got to walk through security and then I have to check in. I have. To, I do have to check in. You can't check in online. You got to print your fucking ticket. Why? Why do you have to print your fucking tickets at the fucking airport? Why can't you just... Do you know what I mean? Fuck. 
So I've got to go in. I've got to print my fucking ticket at the cunting fuck, stupid fucking airport. And then I've got to go through security and I've got to get to my gate. I've got two hours and three quarters of one hour to do that. And I'm just thinking about it and I'm stressed because <laughs> it's stressful. I can feel it in my fucking chest and I just, I don't know when, like I've been trying all day to like sit and just, you know, like sit with the feeling. Here's something I've noticed in the last week. Fucking, you know what? I pause with the tea. I've got to pause with the tea. Mm. Mm -mm. Ah, the flavor of the dried leaf consoles me again. <sighs> Fucking hell, man. So this week I've been thinking very positive. I've actually been feeling fantastic all week, really excited. And this is an important thing, right? I've been feeling excited because in the past... I was writing a bit about this today, like therapy for two years, I think I'm starting to see some, some results because for the past, you know, like all the times that I've gone to Edinburgh in the past that I've gone, what was it? 2017, 2018, 2019, right? Each of those times I went away for the whole summer and also in 2017 at the end of the year, I went away in December as well. So I've been a bunch. I've been like on big trips. Like 2018 was like three months. 2019 was fucking four months away. And when the trips were coming up, people were like, are you excited? I remember this. I remember people, oh, you must be so excited. Oh my God, that's amazing. And uh, I never knew what to say when people would say that to me because I'm like, I don't really feel the excitement. And I just never really understood, like people would say you're excited and I understand that I'm supposed to be excited and, you know, I'm like, I guess on paper I am excited, sure. But I don't know that I actually ever felt that excitement and it would be frustrating when people would say, hey, you must be so excited. I'd be like, fucking, I don't know. What am I? I don't know. And then I would, be, it would feel like they were telling me that I should be excited and then I'm like, fuck off. Don't tell me how to feel. <laughs> <laughs> I would, I would, people would ask me if I felt excited and all I would feel was just anger towards them <laughs> for trying to make me feel excited, <laughs> which is really funny. And, um, man, I was, uh, talking to someone this morning in Spanish, right? And uh, we were talking, I was just like, she was like, how'd you learn Spanish? And I was just like, oh, you know, this, whatever, spent some time over there. And then I was like, my biological dad and the whole story. But I was saying this in Spanish and then I was kind of saying parts of the story that I don't normally talk about in Spanish or generally because I was having to think more actively about it because I was trying to find the words in Spanish, you know. And I was thinking about like the, the, her first question was how did it feel when you met him a few years ago? And I was having to kind of reflect on that in a more mindful way, in a present way because I was trying to translate the thoughts into Spanish to say them. And uh, it made me realize like I don't know that I felt anything when I went over there. And I said to her, like I talk about it all the time. I've spoken about this and these stories so many times. And whenever I do, 
I end up saying the same things, you know, because you repeat yourself, you tell the same story, you just want to get it out. And so blah, blah, blah. You don't connect with the things that you're saying. But saying them in a different language and having to think about them again and also having these kind of thoughts in my mind about how therapy is working and how like for the first time going away this year, I feel excited, I feel happy, I'm thinking about it and I'm able to kind of experience the excitement of having this great trip planned and, you know, going and doing comedy, the thing that I love and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, wow, I really feel excited about this. I guess the therapy must be working. And then to be thinking about the experience with my biological dad in the same context, I was like, fuck, man, maybe the reason why I didn't feel anything, because again, people always ask me, how did you feel when you went over there and met the guy? And I'm like, I don't know. I don't know that I've felt anything again. You know? Fuck, and I just had this thought. Sometimes I think about like, how sad I'll be this <laughs> I'm thinking about this now as like oh maybe this would be the good kind of backbone of a show um <laughs> it's this fucking capitalist mindset where I have to like <laughs> I have to like take every fucking personal revelation I have and like market it and package it as entertainment <laughs> but that's where I'm at um so I was like man what if um like sometimes I think I almost like fantasize, but in, you know, you fantasize about like bad things happening in your life, you know, like, oh, like sometimes I, I imagine what it'll be like when my grandparents die or like when my parents die and being at the funeral and how sad it'll be. And I just kind of think about that, which I guess you could call a fantasy. It's not a fantasy in the sense that I want it to happen. I'm not willing it to happen, but I'm kind of indulging in the thought of what that's going to be like in the future and you know like in a way kind of i guess experiencing it or imagining the experience which like that's a fantasy can you have a fantasy without willing something to happen i know it's going to happen unless i kill myself oh my god don't joke about that <laughs> fuck <laughs> sorry sorry um <laughs> oh man that's so dark Fucking I'm so stressed about the flights So I fantasize about Yeah, the funerals of loved ones And I just had the thought Like maybe apart, Like, and, you know I think about how sad I'll be And the catharsis of that sadness And being able to release that, you know And maybe the reason I fantasize about that Is because that in my mind, is the only time that I'll ever be able to will myself to actually feel something, you know? I think I'm having a real, almost like a reframing of what it is to have a feeling. Like, feelings aren't necessarily things that completely overwhelm you. You can lower the threshold at which feelings, you know, become, like, you feel them. Like, I feel in my life, fuck, I keep saying the word feel as well. Reckon? Nah. Think? Nah. Understand? No, these are all bad words. I feel like in my life, um, yeah, I just don't, I just maybe I haven't like felt stuff that much. I just didn't know how to. It's like a skill that I never cultivated. And now I'm kind of learning about that. And in the last few years, like remember if you guys have been listening for a long time back in the pandemic when I was like learning how to cry. That was the name of one of the episodes a couple of years ago, learning how to cry because I fucking ran into an ex-girlfriend on the street that I was just absolutely distraught about that relationship ending. And it was like a month on and I saw her in the street 
and it just absolutely cooked me and uh, I was really overwhelmed with emotion at seeing her and I was still processing the breakup. I was actually reading a book about breakups at the time I was reading on uh, I was reading on love essays on essays in love by Elaine de Baton Alan of buttons old buttons Alan and I was walking down the street reading that book and then I saw her and I had been thinking as I was reading that book about her and about the relationship and I always kind of fantasized in the same way of like you know what would that be like of like running into her I guess that fantasy is a little bit more willing it into existence than the fantasy of my parents dying. Um, <laughs> if you're listening, mum, hello. <laughs> my, gra- my grandma the other day was like, sometimes I listen to the podcast. <laughs> Fuck, and this is one of those ones where when I'm at a show after the show, and people are like, the podcast sounds great. What is it? I'm like, fucking hell, yeah. Yeah, look, it's, um, you know, I do it. <laughs> what do you talk about? Oh, fuck, just fucking stories, man. Yeah, nah, just like crazy stuff that happens, you know. <laughs> um, so I ran into this girl on the street and I was reading the book and thinking about her and breakups and all this stuff and then there she was that I'd been every time I read that book or every time I'd walked around the suburb because she lived nearby, every time I walked around that suburb for like a few months, I would just imagine that I was about to run into her. It was fucked. It was terrifying and so exhausting, you know? But then it happened and I put the book down. She was like, oh, she she was like, hello. And then I was like, no. <laughs> she was like, oh, don't worry. Like, it's okay. You don't need to stop reading your book. And she didn't want to talk and I did want to talk and... It was just horrific and I I went home and it was the first time that I was like, I need to cry and my my impulse is to just do stuff, to just keep doing stuff and not cry. But I went into my room and I got on my bed and I lay face down on my bed and after a few moments, I just burst out in tears and I cried. I cried all of that fucking emotion out because i gave myself the time to the space right there i don't think i've ever done that before that's what i mean i'm learning how to fucking feel shit you know so now with this going away i feel excited but then also maybe a part of that is like i'm also feeling the anxiety of traveling overseas more acutely than i have before or maybe the anxiety just is more acute you know, because I haven't been overseas for so long because of the COVID stuff at airports and things. So blah, blah, blah. <sighs> I was in the cafe today. I went to a cafe. Great cafe. What was it called? Mm. What was that fucking joy? What was that fucking? Come on. I can't remember. I'm not going to remember. Let's go. Central Cairns. Let's give him a fucking little shout out there. Cans, no, recent searches, no, fucking, nah, I can't find it. It didn't come up as coffee. When I searched coffee, it didn't come up and I'm like, that's, that is an ominous sign, you know, but it was great. Had a little smoothie bowl, peanut butter, granola, had a long black, it was great. Oh, I had this fucking moment, man, I hate when this happens at a cafe do you ever find that the people on the till just don't know 
like how to make coffees or like what coffees are. And I'm like, you know, I fucking, I want my coffee made right. But what cafe is serving a long black with one shot? Like that does, that's not, that doesn't exist, you know? But so I go to the cafe today. Maybe it's better that I don't say the name now. But I mean, no, nothing happened that was bad. It was me. I was the asshole in this situation and I actually felt really bad. I felt really bad. Oh, I'm just, I have so many feelings that I'm experiencing. (laughs) I went to get my coffee. I got the brekkie. The lady was really nice. She was a bit older. And then I was like, I'll get a long black. And she was like, what size? And I was like, small, but that's with two shots. Yeah. And she was like, no, it's with one shot. Do you want a second shot? And I was like, but it's a long black. Like, that's the thing. A long black is water and two shots. That's a long black. There's no single shot long black. It's not, doesn't exist. You fuck. God, I sound like the biggest piece of shit right now. But it's true. I'm right. (laughs) I am right. And like, here's the other thing that made me think she didn't know what was going on. So I was like, if I ask for an extra shot, am I going to get three shots? Because it just comes out on a receipt, long black extra shot. So like, do I want a long black or is your small long black with one shot? So I need a second shot. I want water, hot water, and then two shots of espresso coffee yeah and she goes what size do you want we've got small medium and large and then here's the thing that really fucked with me is she pointed to paper cups small medium large and i'm like well those cups don't correspond to the sizes of the having the porcelain cups that you've got over there because the small of a paper cup is like a, a large of the porcelain so like do you know what i mean and i just don't trust it's happened before that i've been in a cafe and i'm like long black with you know and they're like do you want an extra shot and i'm like no it's a long black and they go no our smalls have one and then they ask the barista and they're like oh no apparently a long black has two shots i'm like yeah i fucking know because i'm not a fucking idiot oh, i'm re- i'm right below the surface today aren't i <laughs> Like, how am I... I didn't do anything. I just said, like, okay. And then she, you know, said to the barista, she was like, do you want two shots? I was like, yes, please. Hot water and two shots. And then I put my stuff down and then I went back and I independently, but she saw, I went to the barista and I was like, hey, man, just to check, it's two shots, yeah? Hot water and two shots. And he was like, yes. And she saw me do it and, like, she didn't say anything, but I know... Like when I worked in cafes, so people have done that. You know, I like went over her head. I like showed that I didn't trust her final judgment. But I was sitting at the table before I did it going like, what do I care about more? Hurting this lady's feelings or getting the correct coffee? And I decided that I care more about getting the correct coffee. I probably could have done it in a different way. I probably just want to be like, can I double check Cause like once I get it, there's really no way to. Oh, I don't fucking know, man. So yeah, I did that, and I got my water. Sat there, wrote some jokes, wrote about feelings. Oh, mate, 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 mate! It's gonna be a fucking sick show tonight in Cairns. Laughing Heart Comedy sold out yet again. I'm emceeing. We've got Tom Ballard dropping in, which is fucking sick. I think his partner lives in Cairns, so he's up here a bunch. And he's just found out that there's a great room here. And they've got the new venue as well. They're at a new venue, Three Wolves Distillery. 
three wolves? Four wolves. So some number of wolves. I don't know how many wolves they got there, but they got more than two. Um, yeah, I'm I'm excited for the show, man. I'm excited to do it, and then I'm excited to get up to it. You know what I'm really fucking excited about? I'm excited to get on, because I know Scoot, they just treat you like a fucking scumbag, and there's no PowerPoints or anything on the plane, but... Once I get on that Emirates plane, and I got some sleeping pills, right? So my flights are the the first scoot one. They're all like eight, the first scoot one's like eight hours to Singapore, and then Singapore to Dubai is seven hours, and Dubai to Barcelona is seven hours. So that scoot one, I'm gonna drop my uh, sleeping majiggies just before, like uh, probably as I am sitting in the plane, I'll fucking get a hold of my sleeping pill and just drop one. And then we'll take off and that'll be sick. Get to Singapore. That'll be eight hours. I'll wake up. I'll do the change. And then I'll be on, hopefully by that point, I'll be on Barcelona time. Because then it's seven hours plus two and a bit plus seven. is uh, So like 16, seven. So from Singapore, it's 17 hours until I land in Barcelona at 8.30 in the morning. Isn't it? So at that point, I've had a little sleep. And then I'm going to get... So I've got to stay awake for the whole of the second flight. And you know what I'm going to do, mate? I'm going to plug my fucking laptop into that PowerPoint and I am going to play some Civilization Six. Not only am I going to play some Civilization Six, I'm going to play seven hours <laughs> of Civilization Six. I can't fucking wait, man. I'm just going to sit there and zonk out on civilization and drink tea all fucking night and while my laptop just charges. Hopefully the power in the thing is strong enough to just keep my laptop charged. I mean, maybe it'll go down a little bit and I'll have to fucking, you know, sit there with a podcast for an hour while it recharges with the laptop closed or whatever, but I just can't wait, man. I'm so excited to do that. Oh, God. What's the picture for this week? What is the picture for this week? The picture is of the bingo hall that I did a show in in Sunshine on Wednesday. Fuck, it was so bad. <laughs> oh, mate. I had one of the worst bombs. It's got to be top five, I reckon. Really up there for bad bombs. So I can't remember whether I told the start of this story last week, but this guy messaged me and went, hey, yeah, I did tell this story, didn't I? He went, hey, what's your fee? And I went 500 and he went 400 for half an hour. And I went, mate, you have got yourself a sucker. And he sent me out to this bingo hall in, on, on Wednesday in Sunshine and he said, do half an hour of comedy for 400 bucks, collect the cash, and that's it. You're good. That's the brief. So I go out to this bingo hall. It's, uh, it's legit like just a giant fucking... It's like a hangar. They get 700 people in there, they reckon, on... Um, on... What did he say? Sundays? Yeah. And in the, in, so when I talk to the guy who runs the bingo hall on the phone, I actually can't wait to see who they get up next. Cause uh, anyway, um, so when I talk to the guy on the phone, he's like, all right, normally we have like a singer 
as the entertainment, you know, like in between when people are doing bingo or whatever. And he goes, they normally just have a wireless mic and walk around and sing to tables. So do you want to do that or do you want to, do you want a stage? And I was like, man, can I have a stage? Is that all right? Like, <laughs> is that too much to, uh, sorry if I'm, you know, whatever. I mean, he doesn't know. It's actually not his fault. It's actually not anyone's fault that the gig was so bad because they don't know and good on them for trying to branch out and do a different thing at the bingo hall and they were so kind and nice to me but I got there and uh, showed up early, you know, met everyone, shook some hands, I got free dinner, sat there as people filed in and I was just kind of in my head going like, all right, so this place seats 700 and they reckon there'll be like 250 in tonight. And I'm looking around as people come in and it's set up with rows of tables so that half the people have their backs to the stage. Also, the stage is just two tables taped together in the middle that I'm supposed to stand on with just like a microphone and a stand on top of it, right? The lights, not changing. It's just lit. Like a giant exam hall. But instead of facing the same way, everyone's facing towards each other. So half the people are facing towards me. And I'm listening to the conversations. And it's just, man, I mean, it's just like working people. Like people are coming in with high vis from work, you know, having a drink, having some food, hanging out with their family and shit. It's very much like uh, these people have their groups and this is their community. And I'm here. And like a comedy is just is such a thing where it's like you really have to be allowed in. The people have to give you their attention. It's not like music that's a background thing. It's like the people have to be like, all right, I'm going to listen to you. And if they don't know who the fuck I am, what reason do they have to listen to me, you know? So I go up there and of the 250 people that are spread out across this whole place, I reckon 30 of them are paying attention to anything I'm saying and I've got to do half an hour and after 15 minutes of yelling out to people, I'm trying to get them to clap, I'm trying to get different people to fucking do stuff, I'm doing a bit of crowd work. After all of that, 15 minutes in, one lady starts going, boo, get off the stage from over my right shoulder. Get off the stage and I'm just like, I turned to her and I was like, what did you say? Get off, the st- get off the stage. I'm like, man, I'm being paid to do half an hour and there is no way that I'm getting off this stage before my time because I'm getting my money. <laughs> you will not drag me off of this fucking stage until it is made clear that I will be paid the full amount for this appearance. <laughs> and... Um, And then at 20 minutes, and I'm just shouting my jokes, man. No one's listening. One lady to my right is listening and laughing, like loving it. A few other people at the back are waving to me. They're so far away, I can't even hear them shout or laugh, but I can see them waving and their shoulders are moving when they laugh. I wave. There's like a big balcony that I spot halfway through the set. I'm waving to them. I can't hear fucking anyone. In this place, I can just see a few single or pairs of people, you know, their body is like turned towards me and I can almost see their eyes in the distance. (laughs) And uh, 20 minutes in, 
I look at my phone and I'm like, guys, I've got 10 minutes left. And the guy who I spoke to who set the room up and everything, who was my contact, was walking down the middle aisle, walking towards me. And I said, I've got 10 minutes left. And he walked past the stage, looked up at me quickly and just went, you've got two minutes. And I was like, two minutes. And then, uh, no, that's right. He said three minutes first. I was like, three minutes. And he was like, you know what? Two minutes. I was like, oh, yes. Two minutes. I've got two minutes. And then I got off. I did my did my fucking punched in the face story seven minute story in about two and a half minutes. Got off to nothing to fucking nothing. I did twenty three minutes in total. Walked to the back, got my cash, and I said sorry that didn't go the way that we wanted it to go. And he was like, "Man, I think it was the language, you know." Which again, I understand. Like, I mean, maybe it was the language, but like, it wasn't just the language, mate. <laughs> They, I reckon there was something else going on. I reckon it might have been that we were in an aircraft hangar and people were fucking talking to their families and uh, and doing scratch cards. I reckon that might have had something to do with why people weren't paying attention. Um, but anyway, it was cool. I said sorry and he said that's all right and, you know, I got my money and got the fuck out of there and as I was walking out, one lady was just like, I thought you were really funny. You know, I think just some of these old folks, you know, the language, the swearing, I was like, thank you. That's actually really nice. Oh, God. And then I went and fucking emceed a gig to like five people in Fitzroy. So all in all, a pretty solid night of comedy in Melbourne. Came away with 500 bucks after the MC gig as well. Not bad. Man, that really took it out of me though. I'm not going to lie. As much as I know that it wasn't my fault, and I really do, you know, like, I, th- I mean, definitely in the past that would have really fucked me up. And uh, this week it still did a little bit. Like, it's not as whatever you need to tell yourself to get through, you can't escape the fact that standing on a fucking table in a huge cavernous hangar screaming jokes while 220 people ignore you and 30 people like look towards you, it's not great. It doesn't feel great. Doesn't matter how much the fucking check is, you know? So, yeah, it doesn't feel great. But like I know, I know that it wasn't me. And that's like in times past, I definitely would have taken that a bit harder. But this time, you know, it's just like whatever, man. <laughs> I'm getting that money. That's why I said to the lady, she was just like, at the, sweat at the end, she was like, oh, you know, I thought you were really funny. I was like, yeah, man, you know, I got to get the fucking money. I'm here to get paid. And she was like, fuck yeah, dude. <laughs> it's like damn straight. But here's what we found out as well. I was right. Um, so the guy who booked me, I asked him where he knew me from and he said, oh, just on the comedy festival website, I just looked you up. I was like, oh, okay. So he's not been to a show. He hasn't seen me perform. And then uh, I was getting messages from a few other comedians, right? Uh, Aiden, Wilk- Aiden Wilcox, Andrew Portelli, Andy Moradis. Now, what do all these comics have in common? Their names start with A, don't they? <laughs> and they've all had messages from this guy going, hey, do you want to do this gig? My man is just, he's just pulled up the Melbourne Comedy Festival website and he's going, sending out messages in alphabetical order. <laughs> Just. <laughs> going, hey, do you want to come and do this gig? 
I mean, what is going on? <laughs> Like, I called a mate after the gig just to talk, to be like, I got to tell someone this story of this bomb. And we were laughing at the idea of calling the guy just to recap and be like, hey, man, like, why did this happen? to? Can I just got one question? Why did this happen to me? <laughs> like, what did I do that meant that I had to go to Sunshine on a Wednesday night and yell the jokes that I've been working on for years for 23 minutes into silence. Why did that happen to me? Because your name starts with the letter A. Oh, really? Okay, great. (laughs) And again, there's nothing wrong with that. I'm not attacking that man for doing that, you know? He's got a business. He's running his business. and, and, And I'm sure it's going okay. It must be. It's going, you know, fine. He's making a bit of money. He made money off of that. So I got no problem with it and I'm very grateful for the work. Let me reiterate right now. I'm very grateful for the work. Thank you for booking me for that gig if you're listening. I'm sure you're not listening. If, you, if, you, if, you, if the due diligence was to just start at the top of the fucking alphabetical ordered list of Melbourne Comedy Festival participants and not even like, you know, check if the fucking venue wanted swearing, if that was the level of research, then I'm sure that that guy is not listening to this fucking podcast. Surely. <laughs> Imagine. God. But, um, yeah, nothing against him and thank you for the work. But, uh, wow. Yeah, what an absurd thing to happen. So, anyway, the picture this week is the picture that I got at the start of the gig of uh, the bingo hall. And you just, you'll see how cabinet it is. I'll do a deep dream on it, but I'll do like a, a kind of light one so that you can just see, I mean, it's just me standing at the end of the thing and then there's a straight shot down past all the tables towards the big table, which was my stage. What a fucking ridiculous proposition that was. All right, do I have anything else to say? I don't think so. I've left Melbourne, but I've not left Australia. My chest is full of fear, but my heart is full of hope. I hope you guys are having a good week. And uh, thank you, everyone, for your messages of support on Instagram, by the way. Um, more updates to come. We, we go, we go, we journey into the abyss. This has been Aiden Jones sitting under a tree. Peace. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. I wanted to become an aviator And I, I wanted to become a great singer I always had the same dream The dream was that I'm singing for um, hundreds of thousands of people They are beautiful people and, uh, and I got standing ovations And then about the uh, being an aviator I always thought I'd like to fly Yo, yo, it's on the plane, baby.
pound, my gone, my back and snatch it down Ain't got the skate, but we could probably run the back of town Scenarios like this is tearjerkers for the modern MC I eat a blue collar worker, cause this thing called rhyming No different from coal mining We both on assignment to unearth the diamond When you start climbing and them eyes start shining You be struggling and striving and they think you prime diamond Maintain and keep silent, make no an observation It's confrontation, this is the daily operation My concentration, stay focused on my recitation About to reach my destination with no pause or hesitation Baby, make the preparation, cause this ain't no recreation This is pro ball, and we letting you know, y'all At the show, y'all, doing this for dough, y'all Get the phone call, and I'm ready to blow, y'all About to go, y'all, been a pleasure to know, y'all And I'm letting you know I'm leaving I'm a in the city, a traveling man I'm leaving With tears in her eyes, she said it's just really goodbye I Drop these heavy ass bags up off my backbone Around the world with the catalog of rap songs My baby girl has walking, been away for that long But no, you haven't, but at least it's how it seemed to me My hometown is like a whole different scenery The old timers on the stoop leaning leisurely The new jacks up in the park smoking greenery Easily taken for granted when you up in it But it's sweet sinning when you been down for a minute Move around city limits, break them down with the vintage The innovative, classical b-boy image Collect the winners Virginia State, DC make me stimulate, Philly know we penetrate, Georgia make us generate, that's Saturday to get the pace, they celebrate in my jams in foreign lands, even your mayors in Japan know who I am, in our sun, make everybody out in the pond, say Ichiban, make that man walk where you get it from, phenomenon, excuse me that's a phone call, it's a show y'all, trying to get this dough y'all, about to blow y'all, been a pleasure to know y'all, I'm letting you know I'm leaving I'm a in the city with a traveling man I'm leaving With tears in her eyes She said it's just really goodbye I said I'm leaving Cruise the borders of land I'm a in the city with a traveling man Don't cry, wipe the tears in her eyes She said it's just really goodbye I said